Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Lord, we love you today. We thank you today. We celebrate you today. God, we ask you to uh, forgive us of our sins and shortcomings. Have your way in this space. God, we pray over our sisters and brothers that may be going through a moment of sadness, a moment of grief, a moment of struggle, whatever it may be, Father God. Just speak to them today and let them know that you've heard our cry. Speak to them today, Father God, and let them know that you are still able. Speak to them today, God, and let them know that you have a plan as a part of your perfect will. God, I pray and I'm thankful for what you're going to say to us today. I pray that, pray that it's heard with clarity and I pray um, that it's received. And Lord, when it's all said and done, we'll be careful to give your name the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. Jesus, we pray together. Amen. 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 All right, fam. Today, um, our scripture is found um, in the uh, book of Second Peter, um, the first chapter, um, um, verse five through ten. Second Peter, uh, the first chapter, uh, verse five through ten, um, and it reads as follows: In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promise. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. And then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I would just like to use as a subject for today, um, is your character keeping up with your calling is your character keeping up with your calling somebody type that in for me is your character keeping up with your calling second peter the first chapter verse five through uh, ten there's a lot of interesting studies uh, when you start to do a little bit of research on character um, development i'll define it briefly for you it simply says that Character development is the gradual development of moral concepts, conscious, religious values or views and social attitudes as an essential aspect of personality development. Uh, Character development starts with children. We all understand that concept, but um, character development continues as adults. But more specifically for the believer, what I want to talk about is the fact that uh, character development uh, does not stop uh, when you become an adult. Um, I want to talk about the fact that character development, your character development has to go to another level when you have been called, when God has called you to something else, when God has called you to another realm, when God has called you to another assignment, your character has to shift 
to go along with the call. Let me ask this question to make sure I'm in the room. How many people out here, uh, social media, YouTube, Zoom, Facebook, wherever you may be, how many people feel like God is calling you or shifting you uh, to something else in this season? Now, some of you may have identified what it is, but others may be saying, I, I, I think so. I feel it, but I'm not exactly sure. Is God calling anybody uh, in the house? Talk to me if you're in the house and God is calling you. Anybody in the house? I want to make sure I'm on the right Zoom. Uh, I want to make sure I'm on the right Facebook page. I, I see somebody say, say they feel it. And somebody said, yes, Lord. Uh, somebody said uh, they feel it, but they're not sure. I want to talk to the people. I need to talk to you because I want you to know. Uh, somebody said, absolutely. Listen, all of us have a calling and that calling shifts and it and it changes and 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 we have to be prepared for that. Can I give you some examples for an example, uh, just as a biblical example or, or a ministry example, you take a person that is uh, that first accepts the call to preach the gospel. For example, uh, that person is a new a new minister of the gospel. Um, if the Lord uh, chooses uh, to call uh, that individual um, who just initially accepted the gospel into prison ministry. Um, with that, with that calling, there has to be a shift in character. The Lord takes that new minister of the gospel and and calls that minister to 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 to, to be a, a a senior pastor. There has to be a a shift in the in in the character. Okay, I get it. Everybody uh, is, is doesn't go to church and understand ministry. Uh, think about the person that works at the bank. And that individual is the bank teller, right? Uh, but as they are elevated, as they get a, a, a new assignment, and but now they're not uh, just a teller, now they're the actual uh, bank manager. There has to be a shift uh, in the, in the, in the character. And now they're not just the uh, bank manager. They've done such a good job and they've been elevated. Now they are a, a regional director. And what I'm trying to get you to see, uh, for every time that God, God calls us, there has to be a shift in the character. So for all of you that are acknowledging that you're called and listen, I'm on, I'm on metal and poke. I thought I would get hundred percent participation. I know everybody can't type because some people are driving. Some people don't have this system set up that way, but every one of you are called. And matter of fact, I need you to work on that today. If you don't know what God is calling to you, calling you to do in that seat in this season, I need you to be prayerful about what is it that I'm doing in this season, right? Because God calls us to do different things at different times so that his will uh, will be accomplished. And just because God has called you to do one thing today, it does not necessarily mean that you'll be called to do the same thing tomorrow. God shifts uh, like that. God will suddenly, all of a sudden, tell you uh, to make an about face and head to Nineveh. God will suddenly shift you and make you an about face and tell you to go over here or tell you to go and do that. And so when God calls us, when God elevates us, our character has to keep up with our calling. We've all seen it before. We've seen it where individuals who are gifted, who are anointed, who are equipped, uh, but they fall down. Why do they fall down? They fall down uh, because their character uh, did not keep up with their calling. It's not that God didn't anoint them. It's not the, that God didn't uh, have a special assignment for their life, but their character never uh, uh, developed. And that's one of the things the adversary wants to do with all of us. He wants to say, listen, I can't stop the call that is on your life. I can't 
can't stop the fact that God wants to use you greatly, woman of God. I can't stop the fact that God wants to use you greatly, Minister Don. I can't stop the fact that God wants to use you greatly, Minister Lonnie. I can't stop the fact that God wants to use you greatly, greatly, Reverend Baker. I can't stop the fact that I uh, that God wants to use you, Sister Candace. I can't stop the fact that God wants to use you, Pastor Young. But what I can do this is the enemy talking. What I can do is make sure that your character never develops. Okay, over my sports people, that if you're a sports person, if you ever watch basketball, one thing you'll see about young proteges in basketball, especially the ones that are going to be close to seven feet tall, when they are a teenager, when they're young and they hit that growth spurt, they are real wobbly on their feet. As a matter of fact, uh, sometimes they get teased for being goofy. Sometimes they get teased for having uh, big feet. Sometimes they get teased because they hadn't they hadn't quite developed their balance yet. And and something has happened. All of a sudden, they get this growth spurt. And 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 and, and what they need is a good coach. They need a they need a good coach that'll say, "Listen, uh, you just hit a growth spurt. You're growing. Uh, you 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 last summer you were five feet eleven, but but this summer you're standing at six foot five. So you've hit a growth spurt. And what I want to tell you is that there is greatness on you, young athlete. But you need some time to develop your your your, your balance. You need some time to to establish your your, your footwork. And what'll happen with those young athletes if they go forward and, and they don't take time to develop, uh, then they won't be as successful on the on on the court as they would have been because they're still wobbly on their feet. They hadn't developed certain things. They hadn't developed certain skills. They gotten got used to being six five. And I want to talk to some of y'all out here because God is about to send a growth spurt your way in the spirit. God is about to send a growth spurt in your, as it relates to your assignment. Your ministry is about to blossom like never before. You know how I know that because spiritually is too much going on, right? There is too much going on, too much chaos, homicides all over the land. Memorial Day weekend was horrific across the nation as it relates to the amount of shootings and things of that nature. And when the enemy is on his job, make no mistake about it, the Lord God Almighty is on his. And so the people of God who have a pure heart, the people of God who want to be used in this season, the people of God that says, you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. God is saying, get ready. I'm going to use you. I'm always looking for somebody just like you. I'm always looking for somebody. You're about to hit a growth spurt. Somebody who know that God is about to give you a growth spurt in your ministry. Say, I, I receive it. Somebody who knows they're about to hit a, hit a growth spurt in their business. Say, I receive it. Somebody who knows they're about to hit a growth spurt in their family. Say, I receive it. God is saying, I'm about to hit you with this growth spurt. But this growth spurt is going to be so quick. This growth spurt is going to be so big. The reason that God said that I got to talk to you today is because I need to make sure that you have a, the, the, your character is, it is developed so that you can do exactly what it is that God wants you to do and that you won't wobble on your feet with the weight of the assignment. God doesn't want you to wobble. God wants you to be preparing. And so if you can receive the fact that you're about to hit this growth spurt, if you can receive the fact that God is about to do a greater work in you because God wants to use you in this moment, if you can receive that fact, I want you to listen to what Paul, uh, what, what the apostle Paul said to us today, because he's going to help us to make sure that we're steady. He's going to help us to make sure that we don't have character issues. He's going to make sure that, that our head doesn't get big uh, when God does bless us. He's going to make sure that we're prepared. How do I know these things? Because that's why I am a uh, man and woman of God. I had to receive that God was about to do something exceedingly and abundantly in my life. And I had to ask myself the question, do I have the character enough uh, to handle it, y'all? Do you have the character enough to handle people's secrets? Because God is about to trust you. People will come up to you and tell you about what's going on. 
along in their drama, the drama and trauma in their life. They will tell you about the drama and the pain and the hurt they feel. Do you have a character enough to receive that, to pray for that individual and not put their mess in the streets? God is about to put you in the position of being a position of trust and, and money and stuff. You will have to manage it and you will have to be responsible for other people's assets. Do you have the character to be able um, to, um, uh, to, to be a good steward over those things? God is going to put you in a position and now that you will have some power, you'll have some authority, it draws people all of a sudden. Nobody went looking at your chimney cheeks, <laughs> fellas. Nobody went paying you no attention. But all of a sudden, now that God had blessed you, all of a sudden, ladies coming out of the woodworks talking about, you know, I always thought your chimney cheeks was cute. You better be careful, man of God. Can you handle the position that God is going to put you in and stay true to the call that is on your life? Is your character keeping up with the call? Is your character keeping up with the explosion? Let's look at what uh, uh, what's found here uh, in our text. Peter um, is our guide today. Peter is our guide. Um, he, he reminds us in a few passages of scripture. He says in verse 5, 2 Peter 1 verse 5, in view of all of this, what was the all of this? He had spent the beginning of this passage talking to them about the fact they had been saved by the same power that he had been saved by, that they had been restored by the same power that he had been restored by, and that Jesus had a perfect plan, and, and Jesus had uh, saved them uh, with intention. And in, in light of all this, he said, make every effort to respond to God's promise, God's promise to save them, God's promise to keep them, God's promise to uh, to deliver them. And then he says this, now it's not just, it's not good enough just to be saved. I want to talk to somebody right now. And again, the question is still the same. Is your character keeping up with your calling? Paul, Peter, I'm sorry, uh, keeps telling us that it's not good enough to be saved. It's not good enough to have faith for the assignment that God has on your life. Your character has to elevate just like the call has been elevated. Peter says this, we must supplement our faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. And I want to talk to the person right now. God is saying to you, the person that said, I can receive the fact that God is calling me to another space. I can receive the fact that God is doing a new thing on my life. The first thing Peter says is this, for your for your character to keep up with your calling, uh, we must supplement our uh, faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. Somebody tell me what comes to your mind and your heart when you think about moral excellence. Facebook, somebody type that in. And when you think about moral excellence, what comes to mind? Zoom, I know some scholars on Zoom. What comes to mind when you think about moral excellence? YouTube, what comes to mind when you think about moral excellence? Uh, moral excellence for y'all type in what comes to mind. Let's help one another because Peter said for your, for your character to keep up with your call, you have to operate with moral excellence and knowledge. And for me, moral excellence is that constant reminder uh, that I'm going to stay away uh, from what's not, uh, for what's not true. Uh, uh, I'm going to stay away um, uh, from some from, from temptations. I'm going to do what's right, um, the best that I can. I'm going to operate with a spirit of peace and love. I'm going um, to be what God has called me to be. I'm going to operate with moral excellence, uh, meaning I'm not going to always be guided by how I feel, but I'm going to be guided by what God said. When you operate in moral excellence, you cannot always be guided by how you feel. You got to be guided by what the Lord said. More 
moral excellence means that sometimes when I feel like fighting you, I'm not going to fight you. Sometimes when you snap at me, I'm not going to snap back. Sometimes when you say certain things about me, I'm not going to respond to every uh, barking dog. I wish I had some folks that knew how to operate in moral excellence. Moral excellence means that I operate with the knowledge of what God said, not what my adversary said. I operate with the knowledge of what God has told me to do, not what the scared individual has told me to do. We have to operate if our character is going to keep up with our call. We have to operate with moral excellence uh, in everything that we do. He says moral excellence and knowledge and, and knowledge with self-control. Self-control, I believe in some regard, speaks for itself. It reminds us that we have to be disciplined in everything that we do. Y'all, there are too many people that are called, but that, that lack discipline. Hello, somebody. Too many people that are called that lack discipline. Uh, no disrespect um, to our brothers and sisters that are part of the Southern Baptist Convention, but if you saw the news over the last month, um, there is not just them, it's everybody, but they were in the news most recently uh, for a, a list of, a secret list at one time of pastors uh, who had got caught up in issues of sexual uh, immorality, who got caught up in issues of, 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 of lack of, 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 of moral excellence. And because there was a lack of uh, moral excellence, because there was no self-control, they find themselves doing some of the most horrific things uh, that you could ever think of from a pastor. And it goes back to ask, was, were they ever called? I believe that they were called. I don't know all of them, but I will tell you that most of the time, the issue is not whether or not they were called, even though it's true that sometimes some people may not be called. But the issue with us is not that we were not called. It's the fact that at some point, our character couldn't keep up with the call. At some point, we lost our self-discipline. At some point, we lost our self-control. At some point, we started being uh, leaning to the desires of our flesh. And I want to talk to you today and say that part of your character, keeping up with your calling, is that you can't lean on the desires of your flesh. And so he goes on to say, not only must we have self-control and endurance, we must be patient with one another. My sisters and brothers, for your calling to keep up with your character, you got to have some patience. There's some people right here. Listen, there's some great people on this call that are being elevated right now. And now with the new elevation, you got to deal with folk. Listen, in your last assignment, you can sit in your own little office and you can do your own thing on the computer. But all of a sudden, God is giving you a new call. Who am I talking to? I know I'm talking about about four of y'all. You was good sitting there on your computer doing your own thing, drinking your own coffee, feeling good. And now all of a sudden, you have to deal with folk. Now all of a sudden, you got to deal with people's issues. You got to deal with people's struggles because guess what? People bring their issues and they bring their struggles to the job, don't they? People bring their issues and they bring their struggles to the church, don't they? Yeah. The reason they came in there looking all nasty is not always because of what's happening in the church. It's because sometimes what happened outside of the church. The reason they came to the job acting all funky and acting all stink is not because necessarily what's happening in the job all the time. It's sometimes what happened on the, on the car ride to the job. And I want to encourage you as a leader that God has elevated, that you got to be patient with people. You, you got to remember that you're dealing with a hurting humanity. You got to remember that you're dealing with people who may not know what you know about God. You may be, you have to realize that you may be dealing with people who don't realize where their help comes from. And so as a person that has been called, the question is, is your character walk operating with enough patience for people that are struggling? Or when the people are struggling, do you realize, do you, do you snap quickly? And I just want to encourage you today because again, God is elevating so many of you or preparing to elevate so many of you. You got to operate with a spirit of excellence and this spirit of patience in order to be who God has called you to be. Peter uh, goes on and reminds us not only once we be patient, we also have to be godly. Somebody say godly, godly, godly. 
completeness, being being holy, right? Being more like God in everything that we do. It's a process, y'all. But I'm going to tell you something. If you can master the process of working, we talk about this so much. Sister Deborah Cross gave a wonderful Bible study once about talking about sanctification, the process of becoming holy, sanctification, the process of being like God. It is a process that we'll never get there in its entirety, but every day we should be one step closer. And all I'm trying to get you to see, my sister and my brother, that when things happen in our world that are shocking, God is never shocked by it. He's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, I need you to be the one. I got to encourage y'all to understand that when you see school shootings, like we're seeing them, when you see domestic violence, like we're seeing it, when you see these issues in the school, like we're seeing, what that means for the believer is that there is more required of you and for you to handle this load, your character has to be in alignment with the call. God is going to be tapping people left and right. I'm telling y'all, and all I'm trying to do, you run this Bible study back when you get your next uh, assignment. When you go to work today and the email says, congratulations, tag, you're it. When you are in your prayer closet today and the spirit speaks to you and says, this is what I need you to do. When you are driving and God gives you a new vision, you want to turn. I need you to remember something. When now that God has called you, you need to be praying about your character development because the adversary can't stop the Lord from touching you. But all he wants to do is keep your character from developing so that when God puts you out there, the weight of the call, the weight of the assignment will break you and bust you up. But the devil is a liar. The call will not break you. The call will not bust you up. Why? Because I'm going to help you to be reminded about what the word of God says about developing your character so that you can handle the call that is on your life. I want to remind you, I'm not talking about anybody else but you today. I ain't worried about, yeah, we got examples in the world of folk. I just gave you an example, but I'm talking about you today because you just don't really realize what God is about to do with you. I ain't talking to your neighbor this morning. I like talking to the neighbor, but I'm talking to you. I'm talking about God is about to say, tag, you are it. And what I have to do is tell you with everything that's in my heart to make sure that your character is on point and it is growing and it is developing and it is shifting uh, with the call that is on your life. My sisters and brothers, I, I leave you uh, with this um, in, in, in a nutshell um, for your character to keep up with the call that is on your life. We have to be strategic. Somebody say strategic. It doesn't happen by happenstance. It doesn't happen by coincidence in my study for this devotional this morning, I was reminded that even at West Point, our military academy for army officers, they are part of their part of their values, part of their training, part of their ethics for these individuals that will spend four to five years uh, in training to be uh, the leader of our, the world's greatest army. One of the things that they uh, focus on above everything else, above learning how uh, to fire uh, weapons, above uh, learning how to be an officer, above learning military tactics, one of the things that they focus on that makes it the world's strongest military academy is character development. And one of the generals said it's not by happenstance. We are very strategic uh, because the young men and the young women that come to West Point, uh, they came here one way, but they don't realize the call. They don't realize the assignment that's on their life. Then we got to make sure that their character is developed. They were smart when they got here. They were strong when they got here. They could run when they got here. Some of them knew how to shoot weapons when they got here. But they came from places where perhaps they'd never worked with people from different races before. They come from places where perhaps they never had to deal with adversity before. They've come
come from places where perhaps some of them don't know how to struggle uh, or never dealt with real struggle before. So we have to make sure that their character is right and we have to be strategic about it. And I'm going to leave you with a few um, little strategic points uh, that came from this article by David uh, Horsager. And we're out of here. I think he gives us five quick points about how to be strategic about our character development. And even though he his was, were not biblical points, everything that he said comes right from the word of God. First thing uh, David Horsager says is in order for us to develop our character, well, first thing we have to do is uh, be humble. I think we can find that in the scripture. James 4 and 10 says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. God is saying, I want to do so much with you, but stay humble. Humility is the beginning of wisdom. In order to build your character, you must be open and be humble. The second point um, that he says is live out your principles and values. Uh, he says this, whether it's love others or do the right thing, living by your principles will make decisions making easier and your character more steadfast. Can I find this in scripture? Philippians 2 verse 12 says this, dear friends, you always followed my instruction when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and uh, fear. Live, walk this thing out, y'all. We can't just talk it. If you want to, your character to develop, you gotta walk the walk. The first one was again, uh, was to be humble. The second one is to live out your principles and values. Uh, the third one is to be intentional. I hope somebody's typing them in for me because somebody gonna come back and read this after God gives them uh, on confirmation on their assignment. The third one is be intentional. Um, this is what the author says. He says, integrity does not happen by uh, accident. We are all products of our thoughts and habits. Be intentional about filling your mind with good thoughts. Create a habit of this internalized principles. Internalized principles breed high uh, character. So I like I like Proverbs 13 verse 4 here as it relates to being intentional. Proverbs 13 verse 4 says this, the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. And I want to tell you for your character to be developed, you got to remain diligent. You got to remain intentional uh, to everything that uh, God has uh, said and everything that God has called you. The fourth one is practice self-discipline, right? It says being of high character takes the ability to do what is right uh, 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 right over and over again, and it becomes uh, easy. Here's what the word of God says, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 27, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Listen, I want to talk to you about being a leader. I want to talk to you about your call. Listen, we got to be disciplined. Listen, as a pastor, the same stuff that I share with my sisters and brothers is the same stuff that some of y'all share with me. It's the same stuff that I share with myself that I got to remain disciplined. I got to keep my heart pure. I got to keep my eyes on my own wife. Amen. Somebody, I got to keep my head where it needs to be. I got to stay focused. I got to keep my mind where it needs to be. I need to be disciplined because every time I want to do good, evil is always present. So don't be fake about it. There are too many distractions. There are too many things that want to make us fall. But if we're going to develop in our character, we have to be a, we have to be disciplined. And how do we help ourselves to be disciplined? I think it's found in his fifth principle, which was to be accountable. He says, be accountable is the fifth principle. Surround yourself
yourself with people who have high expectations. Be responsible for yourself first. Lose the pride. Open yourself up to accountability. Let others push you to high character. Listen, you got to have an accountability uh, person in your life. You got to have somebody that will tell you when your stuff stinks. You got to have somebody will tell you when this time you out of pocket. Hey, sis, you out of pocket this time. Hey, bro, you should have did it another way. That if we're going to develop high character, we're going to be self-disciplined. You got to have someone. I'm reminded of uh, one of my favorite leaders in the Bible, Moses. It was Moses who was doing things uh, and he was trying to lead and he was doing too much himself, but his, his father-in-law kept him accountable and said, Moses, you're doing too much. Moses, you need to assign some captives. Moses, you're doing too much. It wasn't for you to try to do everything by yourself. And his father-in-law held him accountable and kept him from going crazy. Shout out to the people that are holding us accountable in our lives, but they are because they'll keep us from going crazy. And listen, my sisters and brothers, we are about out of time, but I just want to encourage you today uh, in, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, to continue to develop your character. Every time the Lord touches you afresh, every time the Lord gives you a new assignment, you start. You ought to start praying and you ought to start being intentional about your character because the next door that God opens, right, is going to come with new responsibility. The next door that God opens, it comes with new opportunities. But the next door uh, that God opens comes with more crisis. It comes with more challenge. It comes with more people in triage. It comes with more people struggling. It's come with more people looking for answers. And you can be the answer to the situation. You you could be the solution to the problem. You are the one that God has chosen for this moment, but you just have to make sure that your calling, um, that your character is, is, is keeping up with the call that is on your life. Amen. Let's celebrate God. I'm celebrating God today. Y'all don't know why, because I'm not afraid about everything that I'm seeing in this world, because I know that when the world is doing what it's doing, I know that God is about to start touching more and more people that's around me. Like he's about to start touching y'all and saying, you in the game now. He's about to start touching you and saying, this is the moment you've been waiting for all your life. He's been about to touch you and say, I know that you was a senior citizen when you finally caught it. I know you was a teenager when you, you caught it early. It doesn't matter what stage of life God is going to be start God calling some children. He's going to start calling some seniors. He's going to start calling folk in between. He's going to be calling people with a pure, pure heart. And my assignment today is simple. Make sure that you're character can keep up with the call that's on your life. Let's pray to y'all. Lord, we love you today. And we thank you, God, in the midst of everything that's going on in our world, God, in the midst of everything. I mean, in the midst of everything, God, we don't have to live in fear, even though sometimes, God, honestly, God, some of this stuff is fearful. Some of this stuff is sad. But God, in the middle of it, God, I just thank you for my sisters and brothers that you are calling, that you are anointing, that you are equipping in this season. God, I pray for individuals that are in leadership currently, God. I pray for their character development. I pray for pastors and elders and bishops and, and presidents and senators and, and, and congressmen and, and local politicians across the land. I pray for business leaders. I pray for educators. I pray for doctors. I pray for attorneys. I pray for, for, for some of our sanitation workers, Father God. I pray uh, for some of our blue collar family, God. I pray uh, for some of our mechanics. I pray for our engineers, God. I pray uh, for, for everyone, Father God, in the name of Jesus, our nurses, our physicians, our, our firemen, our first responders, Father God. I pray for everybody, Father God, that you've placed in various positions, God, that have a heart for you. I pray that you elevate them, Father God, no matter where they be or no matter what they are doing, God. I pray that you elevate 
elevate them, God, not for selfish reasons, Father God, but so that they can be the light in the middle of a dark situation, God. Every situation, God, where there is darkness, God, I'm praying that you will touch one of my sisters and brothers and let them be that light in that situation. Touch one of my sisters and brothers and call them to be the shift and to call them to be the change agent. But Lord, when you put them in that spot, God, give them the character to go along with it, God. Develop their character, Father God, so that they can be what you've called them to be. Develop their character, Father God, so they won't fall. Develop their character and protect them, Lord, because when you elevate us, there's so many things that try to keep us, pull us down. There's so many things that try to get us off track. There's so many things that try to uh, get us away from the assignment. God, keep us focused, God, and let us know, God, that you've called us. Let them know, God, that you've called them to be an answer to all of the things that we're seeing. God, we thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you're going to do. God, we give your name all the praise. God, we give your name all the glory. We give your name all of the honor. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray together and the people of God said, amen, amen, amen. Listen, real quick, three seconds. Listen, this week, weekend, we are celebrating Pentecost. Listen, I want to do it. Listen, just a show of unity. It's not a denominational thing, anything, but listen, I want to make it an all white affair. So if you're going to be with me on Sunday, rock that good all white. We're going to have a good time as we celebrate Pentecost. We got Bible study tonight at uh, 7 p.m. Listen, to God be the glory. May God bless you. May God keep you and may heaven smile upon you. Look forward to seeing you in Bible study this evening. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.